It's April 28, 2013, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. sounded kind of weird like my voice is like it's Larry (laughs) (laughs) but I guess it's that time of year with the allergies (coughs) and yes there we go our apologies everyone but yeah it's that time of year where uh, not you know we're squeaking out our voices because it's you just itchy and runny nose and bad throats and we love springtime in Texas it's so much fun but then speaking of squeaking things out, we are squeaking out the podcast at the end of the month here. We kind of, I mean, we were supposed to do it last weekend, but things got a little busy and hectic. And so I said, okay, we'll do it this Saturday. Then you had and this Sunday visitors so. in town and oh, no, people just, coming and going. And- yeah, I had a client I had to go see on Sunday, last Sunday. It was really just strange and all over the place. But anyway, so we're here finally doing the podcast. Yes. Yay. Well, and in fact, what, a week or two ago, we had our Architecture Happy Hour networking yeah. event, which was fantastic. We probably had at least 100 people there. Yeah. And I kept hearing from everybody that everybody is busy. Yeah. Everyone, so, which is great. Fantastic. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And, and same for us. Business is picking up. Business is picking up. And in fact, I was in the office yesterday and I was supposed to do, well, supposed to be working on something. But around 2 o'clock, I got this message and totally changed the course of my day. Got me to actually thinking about a couple of things that, a couple of projects in the past and realized that we have these three projects and they all have that same sort of feel to it. And it's what I think we figured out as sort of the architect to the rescue idea that, that suddenly we weren't the first people that they thought of. But suddenly, here we are, kind of galloping in and, and kind of helping out and taking over in some in some respects, I guess. I can picture you on the white horse, Larry. You got the big cape? Yes. Uh-huh. That's probably just a nice little, you know, scarf. Yes, the ascot, maybe. <laughs> the ascot, maybe. <laughs> right. But what happened was I had a message from a couple of the gays. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't, couldn't resist doing that. Um, there's a movie line from years ago that this guy's saying, you know, coming out to his mother was really hard, and to this day she still refers to to homosexuals as the gays, like they live on this block. <laughs> Dennis, I saw that the gays were having a party. Did you go? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but a couple of guys that I know, it's a really nice couple, uh, an attorney and a real estate agent, and I talked with them probably well over a year ago, I think about doing some renovation at their house and just talking about what was possible and hadn't heard anything, which is fine. Not a big deal. And then, they were kind of just testing out the water, yeah, right? seeing what was possible. What was and, possible because yeah. the house was built in, I think, 1928 or something. And so old, old house. And, you know, what could they really do? And I got this Facebook message yesterday that said, here's what's going on. Please call. And all I could think was, what? <laughs> huh? Who are you? <laughs> and wait, what, I'm, am I reading this correctly? And what it turned out was that they had actually started working with a builder. He had turned their ideas over to, I guess, his in-house architect or whoever it is that he uses. And the end result was that they found themselves at a place where things weren't kind of working out. 
and things weren't moving the way they were supposed to and the spaces didn't feel right and would I come over and meet with them? So me being the good architect that I am, I said, well, of course, I'm already in the office on a Saturday. Why don't I just stop what I'm doing and come on over and say hi? <laughs> but um, the you know we talked through everything and, and all of that worked out. But what we realized or what I realized was that this isn't the first time we've done something like this. Or that, that a project has come to us. In this manner. Yeah, in the same way. Right. Because right. we've had two others that I was telling Laura, I said, it feels like, you know, like I said, we're coming to the rescue. And this isn't the first time. She goes, well, this is the third time. I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, and so we thought, well, how do you know when maybe, because we always think the first person you call is the architect. That's the person that's who it is. Well, it's it's my opinion that all homeowners should just have an architect, you know. We should have us on staff. Yes. Or just on call. Exactly. Yeah. Our phone number should be permanently by the phone, and we should always be the first one they think of. Well, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hello, Miss Ego. Yeah, hello, Miss Reality Check. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Um... <laughs> That's just not really how it goes most of no. the time, though. No, most of the time people think, oh, I need something done in my house, so I call the builder. And oftentimes, there's not to say that that doesn't work, because there are great builders out there that do this all the time, but every once in a while, you get into this situation where you find yourself, I've started here, oh, wait a minute, maybe I have to back up, I'll go ahead and call an architect, and figure out how do we really make all of this stuff work. Well, and you know that they've been, I mean, they've lived there for years, right? Well, a couple of years now. Yeah. yeah, so they've probably in their just here and there and after dinner or whatever chatting and they've been kind of dreaming about this remodel for a mm-hmm. long time probably even longer than the last time they talked to you and they kind of have this vision of what they think it might be and so they think well I already know what it's going to be I'll just call somebody to get it done and of course it always happens that once we get the drawings actually on paper and in front of us and start looking at it and we think oh well maybe there's another way to approach this and so all of a sudden then they go oh, well, hold on, this is not exactly what we thought this was going to be. And then all of a sudden, they do realize they need somebody who has been down this road before. Right. Yeah. Well, and so what we wanted to talk about was, you know, some of the, if if you're finding yourself in this position or, you know, you're thinking about starting a project, you know, what are some of the issues to look for if you're starting with a builder? You know, what Mm -hmm. are some of the things to be aware of? And one of those big things is that whole communication idea because there's a potential of, we're used to communicating one-on-one with the client. That's crucial it's to crucial what we to do. Us. Absolutely, yeah. But for a builder, he may end up being sort of that intermediary person. He's Between the, the designer and right. the client, right. He may simply go, okay, here's your ideas, and I go talk to my designer, and then the designer has to interpret what the builder's interpreted from what the client said. There's some potential there for a real lack of communication, that idea that maybe you're, you as a client aren't being heard, that there's something missing maybe it's like playing telephone the more people you put in between the voice that originated the request Mm -hmm. to the person who's going to try to carry it out yeah it gets kind of lost in the message right Right. yeah well it's like it's like the rule we used to have at the first firm i worked for the owner of the company never went to a client meeting by himself someone always had to go along and take notes because invariably there would be what was said what he heard, and then what the reality was. 
And usually yep. the second person taking the notes was kind of check what that reality actually was. So to work with the builder, sometimes you have to look at that as a potential issue or that could be the issue that you're just not, the communication isn't where it needs to be, that you need to be talking directly to the designer or to the architect. And of course, having the builder there because you want, it is really a team approach. Yeah, exactly. But actually sitting down and talking with them and saying, these are our concerns and these are our desires. So the case with these two guys ended up being that they had done a sketch of their plan, what they thought would happen. And what essentially happened was that's what ended up on the paper. It wasn't, you know, okay, this is a good sketch to start from. If you look at their plans and look at their initial sketch, that's what they got. So clearly there isn't, you know, there's a disconnect somewhere. So Well, and, and typically what we would do is that might be a starting point. We right. often get clients that will bring us a sketch. Right. And our first step is not just to put that in verbatim into the computer, but to say, okay, I see here that you've located this closet next to this bathroom. Can you tell me about how you get ready in the morning? Talk to me about how you're actually going to use this space. Mm-hmm. Or tell me, I see you've got two showers. Tell me about that. How does this work for you? And what is the relationship between how you two get ready in the morning versus going to sleep at night? And, you know, are you running into each other? Or are you, how do you share the space? We have a conversation. That's wow. the entire pivotal point of this whole process for us. So I thought it was real interesting that you mentioned that both of these guys own their own businesses. Mm-hmm. They're used to being very responsive to their own clients and being available during off hours. And that was not what they were being offered. Right. Yeah, that's not what they're experiencing in this relationship with the builder and his draftsman or the designer. And that didn't go over real well with them. So that's <laughs> yeah. another element, too, is you have to really look at what are your expectations in this working relationship and are your expectations being met? Because right. clearly when you were able to come over on a Saturday afternoon at the drop of a hat, that served their needs. Right. And right. Whether or not, I mean, fortunately, you are one of those people that is able to do that. And they were close by, and it really wasn't that big of an inconvenience. But, but that's what they needed. Absolutely, yeah. They right. needed that part because what they were getting was not working for them. Well, of course, too, one of the other potential issues here is the quality of the design. And some of that can be simply, are you working with an architect? Are you working with a residential designer? Are you working with an intern who just graduated from college with his architecture degree and knows nothing about residential planning. Who is it that you're actually dealing with? Because that can actually impact the design quality. There are great residential designers out there, great architects out there. I actually was talking with a client, and turns out the design-build company they had started with, this was they started with a design-build company and finally fired them and went with an architect and a contractor. Because apparently the design-build company had some recent college graduate designing their space and kept wanting to give them a Jack and Jill bathroom. And they're like, we don't want a Jack and Jill bathroom. But every plan that came back was a Jack and Jill bathroom because they didn't know any better. Right. They just didn't have the basically the years in the seat of experience right. to have tried a whole bunch of different schemes and seen different houses. And, yeah, yeah the the, I guess... I guess there's really that potential that the design quality is going to reflect the experience of the people that you're working with. And hopefully that as you're working with the builder and with their designer that you're going to reach a good you know, good point in the plans where you feel comfortable 
everything is working the way you want it to work. However, <clears throat> don't do what one of our other clients did, who we in some ways, I guess, kind of rescued. She knew the plan didn't work. But she was so eager to start the project that she was ready to just move forward with the builder and fix it along the way. Yeah, she literally was packing boxes and was ready to move out and start demolition That's right. when we walked in and had our first appointment with her. That's right. Her living room was almost entirely packed up, wasn't it? It was. We, I totally in fact, forgot all about of my that. before pictures have boxes in them. There's no furniture, <laughs> just boxes. And she was already, in fact, she really just was looking for some support in picking the finishes. In fact, we entered that project only doing interiors and then as it came to okay well let's take a closer look at the kitchen and what do you see for cabinets and countertops and she'd go you know I just don't feel really good about this kitchen I know you know we had a couple schemes worked out with the builder but I just I'm just not sure would you mind taking a look at this and that happened for almost every single room Mm -hmm. and at one point I said you know we really need to draw this plane from scratch let's take a closer look and let's talk about priorities and and really look at this more closely because I could tell she was not really happy. She hated the master suite. Mm-hmm. And I think she thought, well, it's not like we're going to move the master suite to the other side of the house. So it's going to stay where it is, but there will be some massaging along the way. Yeah, It's so much more cost effective to get it hammered out yeah. before you start breaking walls down. Right. The, the term massaging along the way just makes <laughs> you think of change order. Ooh, change order, change order. Right. And suddenly it's twice the cost. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Cha-ching, right. <laughs> Exactly. So, it, but it was interesting that she knew that it wasn't right. Yeah, she was very intuitive, and she felt it in her bones that this was yeah. not quite where she wanted it to be yet. Yeah. But she had done a couple remodel experiences before and had had enough experience to know that that she could get it to where she wanted it eventually. But it was just a matter of what came first. Right. <laughs> could we draw it first and Should maybe we, uh, not undo actual construction? Right, let's just draw things and draw the kitchen space and see what really works and, yeah. and how it works out. And as it turns out, she's pretty close to being done now, and it looks amazing. It's fantastic. Amazing I'm so excited. Space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we thought we would actually talk to you about a couple of things. You know, this is these are the issues really. This potential, the design quality, just lack of communication and. You know, feeling it in your bones, but going on ahead with it anyway. You know, follow that gut instinct. What is your gut telling you? Mm-hmm. We wanted to share some ideas about you know the notion that it's never too late to call an architect. Don't be afraid of picking up the phone if you're halfway through the process and you're not feeling good about it. Pick up the phone and call an architect because if nothing else, you don't have to hire us full time. It may be a matter of simply coming in and sitting down with you for a couple of hours and saying. You know, if you guys move this wall over here, or maybe you change the bathroom around this way, and letting you take that back to the builder and back mm-hmm. to his designer and say, "Hey, can we try this instead?" That's perfectly acceptable. I mean, we don't. We always think of ourselves as just being an architect, and we're involved in the whole process, like from A to Z, just the whole range. But the reality is, you may be actually working with a really great builder and a fairly I won't say competent, that sounds terrible, but a really good design staff. There may be just those little things that you think to yourself, something's just a little off. And with a second set of eyes, that we can come in and actually take care of those kinds of issues. Or we may even be able just to offer a few questions that you haven't thought to ask yet Mm -hmm. and just take those back to your builder and, and run a few scenarios by them. 
Um, I think a lot of people may think if they bring an architect into the to the equation that we have to start all over, that we're right. going to lose all this investment we've already made with the the builder and designer, and and actually that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. You know, we can just come in and consult, or we can um, we can help with the drawings or whatever the case is, but don't feel like you've got to start over uh, if you bring an architect in. We A lot of times we just help, maybe even it's just during construction. Sure. Or in the case of my client, the she really just needed help pulling the interiors together. Yeah. So it may just be a matter of you've got the really good spaces and the plan works really well, but you don't quite have the vision for what the actual colors and, and textures feel like yet. Right. Right. And, and that can be something that we can help out too. Yeah. Well, like with these guys, I told them, I said, look, they've, you know, your builder's guy, your builder's designer has really gotten you fairly far along and getting a sense of what's really happening in the spaces. But let's talk a little deeper about what you're really doing, even down to the point of what kind of furniture you're going in here, that's going in here. And to the point that I said, well, so what's going in the bedroom? What size bed? Well, I think we should have a king bed. Okay, what else is going in the bedroom? Uh, maybe it should be a queen. (laughs) (laughs) Let's rethink that. Let's rethink that. But, you know, it's, we don't have to be involved in the whole project. We don't have to, we don't, we're not there necessarily to take over. And don't get me wrong. I'm perfectly fine taking the reins and sort of that architect ego to the rescue. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) But it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but you should never be afraid to pick up the phone and call an architect because we are, as we've said before in other podcasts, we can be a resource for, you know, when you're doing something like this with a builder. When you have a question about code, when you have a question about, can you tell me where to find the best finish for X? Those phone calls take five minutes, and it's five minutes of goodwill. Well, and honestly, and, think about if you went and, and pushed forward with a design that you didn't feel 100% confident about, but it was pretty close, and you went ahead and built it anyway, and then you moved in, and you lived with years and years of regret, right. thinking, oh, if I had just spent one more day tweaking this, or if I had just called Larry and said, would you take a look at this? I have, I'm so, I've stared at this for so long, I can't even see straight anymore. Would you take a, a look at it? Because you've got fresh eyes. Right. I have a client right now who is de- deals with that every single day because she allowed the builder to go ahead and go forward with a few little things that you would think would be so inconsequential and yet it plagues her literally she's like i wish i had pushed this out another 18 inches this bothers me every single day and and at that point it's much more involved to fix it versus if you just spent a few hours you know an hourly rate with some somebody fresh somebody with different eyes and big investment big investment yeah Big investment for a small investment sometimes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so don't be afraid. Give us a call. You know, that's what I won't say that's what we're here for, but, you know, we are a resource, and you should think of us as a resource. And it occurred to me that, you know, talking to, to these guys that, and one of them said, oh, God, we should just call Larry first, which <laughs> is true. They should have called me first. But I don't know if they thought of an architect first because – this is sort of an education thing. We're trying to get people educated about what is it that architects really do because people don't know. And most people who do residential work think, oh, I don't need an architect for that. They do big buildings. They do, you know, the big high-rises and stuff, and they don't deal with this sort of thing. 
not knowing that, that there are so many residential architects out there, so many. So much so that American Institute of Architects has its own little custom residential architect network. It's mm-hmm. just those guys who do that sort of work, get together, have their own symposiums. So they're out there. I just don't think people think about that. So maybe it's a question of us doing a better job educating people. Right. And I think when you flip through the home magazines, quite often you will see the builders right. with their advertisements. So that's obviously, you know, it's to nobody's fault that that is what is visible. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you get a really good builder who has a good designer in-house, that can be a great combination because that builder knows, I mean, the designer knows how the builder works and right. the type of projects they like to build and the, the quality level. And so there's very much a... a a relationship there that has been established where he's he or she is going to draw what the builder typically builds. So if you really like the product the builder turns out, it's a it's a good option because right. sometimes you will work with an architect and then go find a builder, and they may may may, may or may not have ever done work together. Mm-hmm. So there's like we're dealing with that right now where we've got a builder who has not necessarily worked with an architect very often. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of our quality level things that we, we're not going to let go, right. you know, we're going to make him go back and fix it. He's not used to that. Yeah. So it's, that's a relationship that needs to be, um, I guess, worked on or at least some communication um, needs has to happen. Yeah, it has to happen. And so it's not, we're not trying to say that, that a builder and their designer is not a good team because it quite often can be. Right. Um, but we're also saying that if you don't quite feel something's not quite right, it's okay to ask for help. So you can ask for help. And like I said, we are more than happy to come to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> With the wind blowing through our yes. our Superman capes. <laughs> yes. Our, so, great. Well, you know, was it Frank Lloyd Wright used to wear a cape? Didn't I he? I think so. Yeah. 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 Now we know There's why. a reason. There's a uh-huh. reason. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Well, ho- and hopefully we can report report back on how this actually all works out. Yeah. um, Well, I'm super excited that it's a historic house. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's always a fun twist to a project. It's always a fun twist and it's, and it's in great shape. So it'll be interesting to see how, how we do the addition and how it relates. And it's in a conservation district. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very careful about what we do. So in fact, they want to change the front porch back to the original front porch. They have the original drawings for the house. And this really cool-looking front porch, and somewhere along the way, it got changed. And, of course, then the conservation district happened, and now you can't theoretically undo it. Undo it. Oh, jeez. Um, but we're going to try. We're going to go to the conservation district and say, look, we have the original plans, we have the original porch. This is what we want to put back and see if they'll go ahead and approve it. But who knows? Well, and I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't know that we've ever given our phone number on mm-hmm. one of our podcasts. But since this, we may have somebody listening that is like, oh my gosh, I am in this exact position. I'm going to go ahead and give it. Are you okay uh, with that? Yeah, okay. I'll brace myself. Since you're the one in the office all the time, you'll get to deal with the phone calls. Thanks. But it's <laughs> we're, we're in Dallas, Texas. So the number is 214-751-2300. So feel free to call and ask for Laura. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can leave me a message if I'm not here. Right. And, of course, if you're in Dallas and you want to just talk to us in person, you can always come to the happy hour and see us. Yeah, third Wednesday of each month. They have just been growing and getting more fantastic mm-hmm. each month. And as Laura was mentioning, the, the last one we had, you know, just had, 
the showroom of Timothy Olton showroom here mm-hmm. in Dallas, which is one of the few freestanding Timothy Olton stores, was fantastic. The staff there was great. Um, couldn't have asked for a better, better reception. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And hopefully, you know, Holly's missed the, <laughs> the first four this year. So I'm hoping that for May we can actually get her to, to come in and yeah, we're going to make her work the whole thing, and you and I are going to go sit in the back and drink. Oh, I think that works good. <laughs> that works great. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and, you know, Google us and we'll pop up. Yes. The firm name is HPD Architecture, and our website is hpdarch.com. So easy to find. and Or you, I'm interestingly enough finding that people who are finding us on Google are typing in a lot of the same Keywords, Dallas Residential Architect, and we seem to be popping up towards the top or if not at the top quite a bit. Good. So it's working out great for us. Well, and and I'll repeat too, of course, if you found us on iTunes, we would love it if you'd go give us a great rating and leave us a a testimonial um, for the podcast. And thank you to those who have already done that. Right. And I have to give a special thank you to Neil Pan in California. I know we talk about Neil a a lot. But he actually did a letter of recommendation for me for a scholarship that I was looking at and did it in a very short period of time, quick turnaround. It was very nice. Yes, it was a very nice letter. Thank you, Neil. Nothing panned out from it, but I really appreciate you doing it. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Hadn't even thought about that. And on that corny, corny note, oh, dear. All right. Well, I think we need to wrap this up. I think so. (laughs) We're getting punchy. Exactly. So time to go. But My allergy medication's wearing out, and I'm about to lose it. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Sneezing on the podcast. How That's fabulous. Right. Do we get a sneeze guard for the microphone? That might be. Might be the next yes, step. required. Yeah. All right. Well, hope you guys are having a wonderful April and have a great May, and we will talk to you again sometime soon. Yes. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.